Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the in the world this, at this moment, uh, watching live or in replay. My name is Art Jones. I'm your principal consultant at The Art of Standing Out, where we use design thinking, brand strategy, and storytelling to help you market better so you can sell more. And today, um, my co-host is Andrew Frazier, who's going to be talking to us about running your business like a pro and what really goes goes into that. What I really think is is uh, is to Andrew's credit is that today he's at a client site, and and that noise you hear in the background is a a daycare center. So he has an array of an array of clients that uh, come from all walks of life that he's helping accomplish more. Um, and so when you hear that background noise, those little voices are the the customers of his client. So. Andrew, tell us more about yourself before we start the presentation. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Um, thanks again, Art, for having me on to talk, have a great conversation about um, you know being more successful in business and really how to run your business like a professional. Um, as Art mentioned, my name is Andrew Frazier. I'm president and COO of a&J Management, and what we do is work with organizations on their strategic planning, their strategic management, and financial management, um, and help them to more successfully take advantage of professional strategies to move their organizations forward. Absolutely. It's good stuff. And I thought that this was an important conversation because, you know, there, there's so many founders and solopreneurs and, and businesses here. And we talk an awful lot about social media. We talk an awful lot about authenticity. We talk a lot about, um, you know, brand strategy, but we don't often talk about the business of business. And so that's why I thought it was important to have this, this conversation with, with Andrew so he can tell us about the, the work that he's done in the past that positions him to be um, the, the financial services uh, consultant and leader that he is today. So tell us a little bit about your background, Andrew, before we, we talk about the, the, the process that you help businesses with. Okay, great, Art. Um, you know, one of the big things is my background's pretty unique because I have experience in many different areas as well in disciplines and types of companies and sizes of organizations. From going to MIT and studying mechanical engineering to develop my analytical skills, um, business school at New York University, uh, and achieving the CFA or Chartered Financial Analyst, which is basically like a CPA for investment managers. And then in between that, having great work experience with the New York Life Insurance Company as an executive, working finance, investments, and running in different areas, um, as well as working for the Executive Leadership Council, which was great because I worked with a lot of leaders and really helped to, you know, build their skills and set training for them, as well as it was a great experience for me and a great learning and growing experience. And then as an entrepreneur, um, spent, you know, had about four or five businesses in different areas. Um, and, um, you know, I think that brings a lot to the table because a lot of people working for businesses, having seen a, a breadth of different ideas, different ways organizations are run and being able to bring that and synthesize that into the right solution for my clients um, makes me able to do a lot more. And especially, you know, having a good understanding of 
the complete business cycle. So understanding finance extremely well, understanding market and marketing, how to market, understanding operations, how operations and understanding sales. And having done that all personally as a business and in business just gives me a different perspective than many other people that um, you. you well, might and I think that that executive leadership council position you had when you were COO there, um, I, I think it's just an amazing exposure to helping executives that were in Fortune 500 companies accomplish more through 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 your knowledge. So um, that's you don't get much bigger than that in the world when you're talking about the Fortune 500. Um, so you, you come with great, great ex exposure to to leaders and and uh, and a great, uh, great resume of experience. So, you know, in the interest of time, because we're we we committed to only spend about 40 minutes on on air on, on this blab to to give succinct bites of, of valuable information to to the audience listening live and on replay. And I guess we should mention that this is a series where we're going to do one, two, three, and four uh, different uh, segments. And why don't you talk about the different segments and, and what we'll cover in each one as we are going to go forward uh, every Friday at uh, noon Eastern time. Okay, great. Um, you know, what we're going to be talking about is pretty, um, a pretty diverse and has important pieces so we really broke it down into the three key areas. Um, the first area where you start with professional management is getting access to information. So knowing what the key information is. Um, so the next session is going to be about business information, um, which is critical if you're going to run your organization professionally and if you're going to make good decisions. If you don't have good information, how are you going to make good decisions? The second piece we're going to talk about is basically market penetration. Um, as a business, if you're going to be in business, you're going to need to market and sell. If you don't do that, you have no money coming in. Um, so, and the better you do that, the more money you come in. So one of the key things is really putting together a strong marketing strategy and executing on it and being nimble and being able to change with the market. So we're going to talk about that in the next set, in the second part or part three of the series. And then finally, we're going to follow it up in the, in the last part with basically it's more of an implementation focus and we're going to be moving it to where um, pretty much we're going to move it to where you're basically integrating all areas of your business together so that everything moves in line. So your finance, your marketing, your operations, they move together in an optimized way so that you get the best results possible. And so that you're understanding how decisions and marketing are going to in impact your finances as well as your operations is key and actually having a system between all the areas allows your business to root, you know yeah and i think that if, if, very if this was a, a as well graph as and provide we were, the best we were thinking about product and services the small business you could probably get away and not do any of this stuff but if you want to do this and then go big to go big you've got to have the knowledge and the expertise uh and approach that andrew's going to share and that's why i think this is important because surely everybody that that I know that I talk to wants to go big 
And, and with that as the aspiration, we need the infrastructure and the, the, uh, the process um, in order to do that. And, and so talk about the process a little bit now, because you've got a proprietary process that you call AARI. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, you know, with the AARI process is really four steps that, you know, we go through with clients to ensure that we've covered their business in an effective and holistic way. Um, as with anything, you can't know where you're going or figure out how to um, s provide solutions if you don't know where you are. So the first stage is always assessment, figuring out where you are, what information you have, what performance has been, what the perspective is of your clients, and just basic information about the organization um, so that you know there's a clear picture of where you're starting from and also getting a picture of where you want to be and where the organization wants to be so that we can have put together the best strategy possible to go from where you are to where you're seeking to be. Um, so we start with assessment. Um, based on the information found out in the assessment, then we're going to move to analysis. We're going to analyze the information look at the data, look at the data from the assessment as well as map that versus the external analysis, ex external environment um, so that, you know, how do you match up and how do your strengths match up and how does what you're doing fit within the market in terms of competition, in terms of demand, in terms of, um, you know, as in terms of your demographics, who you're going to or your target market. Um, from there, once you've got the information, you've done an analysis based on it, coming back with recommendations, recommendations on strategies to implement to move your business forward in the best best way possible. So, take, you know, it's very um, analytical, analytical process, going from information to analysis and then recommendations. And then based on the recommendations, we focus on which are the key recommendations that we wanna start initially on the implementation phase. Um, so taking that to implementation and in the implementation phase, also, um, you know, it's key to, you know, it's an iterative process. So throughout the implementation phase, you're gonna be getting back feedback and information about how the strategies are working, how your business is running, and be able to have the information in real time <laughs> with real quantitative information. You're, you're, uh, you were slowing down, I guess, the internet connection, either on my end or your end, you were, you were kind of in the matrix there for a minute. Um, and I think you're frozen right now on my end. Can anybody else see Andrew move? Um, Andrew, maybe you want to refresh, uh, refresh Andrew, and, and then you'll pop back into the seat. There you go. Yeah, so assessment, analysis, recommendations, and implementation, you know, these are are things we often talk about when it relates to social media as if social media was the engine that's driving our our business. But 
finance really should be the engine that's driving our business because after all, we're in business to make money. So um, that's why Andrew, I think, in, in, in the kind of processes that he talks about are central to the success of, of all of our businesses um, because, you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people treat social media as if it was a strategy. I think social media is a tool um, and we use the tools to generate revenue. And this process, the AARI process is all about managing revenue into and out of uh, your business and out of your business and into your bank account. And, and when we do that effectively is when we have an opportunity to grow. And so it's just kind of a, a reset uh, on on aligning ourselves around um, what's important. And, um, and Zef, Zef Zan says, says it as well, social media is a communications tool. At least that's what I have learned. And, and I agree, Zef, it's, it's like the toolbox in the shed, you know, and, and there are tools in that box that we, we learn which tools are in service to our audience and those are the tools we use. But then we have strategy that is, is superior to those tools because the toolbox, if you're gonna build the Eiffel Tower and all you have is a toolbox and no plan, no strategy uh, to build a solid structure, you just have a toolbox and you'll probably have the leaning tower of pizza. Um, when you have a plan, you're gonna do all the work that's required to build and pour a solid foundation and erect strong pillars that'll hold that structure up and, and then use those tools in an appropriate way to deliver the project on time. But tools are tactical. Uh, absent a plan, which is strategic, um, you know, we're all just kind of treading water. He's back. Okay. Okay. Sorry about a little technical difficulties. Thanks for filling in, Art. <laughs> so <clears throat> you were you were giving us a review of the AARI process, <clears throat> the assessment, analysis, recommendation, implementation. Yes. Um, is this a process that you do once and forget about it? Is it a process that you do? It takes six months to do, and you move on, or is it an ongoing process that you are treating as it's dynamic and you're always watching this? these the dials if you will um it's definitely an ongoing process it's iterative in that um each step you're going to learn things that you are going to want to go back and analyze look at the information and come up with additional strategies to adjust make adjustments to you know position your business in the most effective way um to be successful Okay. Um, <clears throat> and the, do you do the work uh, absent the involvement of the founder or the, the, the leadership team in a business? Or is the leadership team and the, the founding team <clears throat> an integral part of, of the process? Or do you just hand them a report? How does that work? Um, actually, I work very close with my clients because a big piece of it is an education process and education process and helping them understand 
how their business works a little bit better. Um, one of the keys is putting together the key indicators and the key drivers of the of their business and things that they need to be on top of and watching closely. And what we do with that is put together just a small dashboard so they can always be on top of the key factors. And then we also set up a feedback mechanism so they get this key information on close to a real-time basis. So they have the information to make decisions um, whenever needed. That's, that's good stuff. <clears throat> so this, the, the notion of key performance indicator, right? KPI and knowing what they are and then constantly paying attention to them um, is, is what the education process that you, you bring people around to doing. Because I, I, would, I would say that there are a lot of people that-, that Okay, I'm missing. Uh, you're frozen again, Andrew. Okay, I can hear you now. So yeah, yeah. We gotta get you a. We gotta get you a faster okay. in an internet connection. <laughs> yes. I <don't>. Um. <clears throat> so, so KPI is is a is a is the business term for key performance indicator. You work closely with founders and leadership teams to help them appreciate what their key performance indicators are relative to finance, and and how to. Uh, how to funnel data to a dashboard that they can watch what's going on in their business from a, an operational perspective and, 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 and in so doing help them manage um, their money better. Is, is that a fair summary of, of what you do or is it, would you say it a different way? Yes. Um, you know, definitely the KPIs pulling key information, um, not just from a financial perspective, but also looking at your sales, your effective market, you know, your marketing effectiveness, and also how your operations are running and keeping up with, you know, whatever demand um, is and managing, you know, looking at your inventory and all the key pieces um, that are integral to your business working overall. Is there a proprietary dashboard do you use? Do you use third-party products to, 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 uh, to, to get visibility into this mission-critical data? Or, or how, do you, how do you keep an eye on these things? Um, there's a few different ways we do it. Um, each organization, we work to create a, spit, you know, a custom um, dashboard for them. Um, depending on the information they have and the resources and sources of that information, that's going to drive significantly, you know, the, the way the dashboard comes out. Um, you know, some organizations have integrated technology, so all the information is easy to put up on, you know, to take real time on a computer screen. Sometimes... You know, you have to start where you are and you might have to create a spreadsheet or database that, you know, is updated. And based on the updates, you're getting your 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 dashboard because uh, it's it's basically an ongoing process. I sort of think of it as three stages to entrepreneurship. You know, initially you're working in your business, so you're real close to, to what you're doing. Um you know the information because you you are real close to it, um, but you don't have a lot of systems for reporting the information. As you develop, you know, as an entrepreneur, you you know, hopefully you're going to be working 
on your business. So then when you're working on your business, you're transitioning, you still may not have the systems and be tracking the right information. So, you know, you take steps to make improvements. Um, and then finally, once you are basically, you know, you're working on your business and you get that successfully, then you're working on the future of your business. You know, you have everything and, you know, it's running smooth on its own. You're keeping track of what's going on, but you're really focused on, you know, where are we going to go with the future and how do we map that out in a way that we can optimize our ca capacity, capabilities, and resources. <clears throat> and and I think, you know, I, I get the notion of in your business, on your business, but could you uh, give us an example of what, uh, what it looks like when you're working in your business versus when you're working on your business? Okay, so... Working in your business, um, basically, you are basically you can't go on vacation for a week <laughs> without closing your business or being very worried about how your business is yeah. doing. Then you're working in the business. You're a key integral part um, of your business, and you know one of the you know it's great because a lot of people like um, you know really doing the work that their business does, um, but as a business owner, you have to be a leader and, you know, being mixed into doing the work and being responsible for the work um, makes it difficult for you to manage and lead. Um, when I was in the Navy as a Naval officer, one of the things, you know, one of the keys that, um, that is um, as far as leadership strategies is you can't manage and do. So if you're the person that's supposed to do the work, you can't manage the work. Um, so going from the person doing the work to the person managing the work um, and improving upon the work and the systems. Um, so that's basically going from in the business to um, on the business. And then once you set it up to a point where you can actually have the business running smoothly, you have others running the business, and then you take your time focusing on the future of the business. Um, that's the ultimate stage of where you want to be as an entrepreneur. That's good stuff. <clears throat> you can't manage and do at the same time, but a lot of solopreneurs uh, try to, and we call it juggling, right? But it's it's better to get out of be working in your business and build it to a point where you can be working on your business. And that's when you're you're taking a leadership position and managing the process of being a business owner. That's 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 good stuff. So when you are looking at um, you know, your in your experience um, throughout your career, when you're talking to business owners, whether they're Fortune 500 or solopreneur. What is the hardest thing that in your education, your knowledge transfer to those those business owners, what's the hardest thing for people to embrace? What's the what's the biggest lesson that you think that we all should learn about um, this process of having a, a systems that help us do the due diligence on sales and operations on finance? I think there's two things, actually. Um, the one is just having an understanding and appreciation for what actually the transformation that needs to take place. 
And it's very hard for people to, you know, understand something that they haven't really seen or experienced. Um, so really figuring out how to get them to understand and not only understand, to see the need for and be excited about it. And one of the, what, the best way I've found to do that is actually share with, the, with my client the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, who's worked with businesses for 30 years and has a great story about a business transforming from where it was a, you know, working in the business to working on the business and what that means and why most people are working in the business and like to work in the business, but, you know, how they can actually enjoy more and be more successful by working on their business. Um, basically, everyone I've worked with who's, who's read that, um, once they read it, have an appreciation and see a vision of where they want to be, how, how they want to work in the future, and how they want their business to be. So, you know, that's the number one thing. The, what we're doing is very quantitative. So a lot of people have a fear of numbers and I try to simplify that and, you know, do a little bit of education on just what the key numbers are and the key information. And it's a lot easier than they would think, but going in, if you don't allay that fear and explain exactly what it is, um, it, it's hard for people to really be able to. <clears throat> you froze again. Um, I, <laughs> you, you're frozen. I think you might have to refresh because we already know that your, uh, your internet connection in that office is a little sketchy. So if you refresh, maybe you'll get a better hook on it and, uh, <clears throat> and, and you'll be back with us. So, um, you know, I, I, again, I think this is an important subject. Um, I, I think like everything, it, it's the, the, this conversation with Andrew over the last 25, 30 minutes uh, is really like shining a light on a part of the business that we don't often think about. Cause I know, you know, if I spent the next eight hours on blab, I'd hear an awful lot about social media, this about Snapchat, that about, you know, all the other social platforms, but there's not a lot to talk about what it takes to really run a business and operate a business and not work in your business and be the juggler trying to do it all, but to, to, to manage the business processes in a way that you grow um, effectively and in a sound way. So you're eventually working on your business and you become the leader of not just your business, um, but the internal resources and, and, and internal customers, your employees, um, and leading them, but also making space for you to to work on your business so you can lead the communities of people that you're in service to, which is really what this is all about. Um, because when you are a founder and you found something broken in the world and you decided to go out and, and fix it, um, it, it is about... Um, having a good sales organization about operationally having uh, visibility into all the metrics and key performance indicators that you should be measuring. Not so you can just make money. Of course, that's one of the good reasons, but 
if you're operationally um, working well and your machinery is humming along, that's when you make space for you to become the leader of your internal customer, your employees and your partners and alliances. But most importantly, for the people that you serve, uh, because you're the leader of, of that tribe, if you will. And when you're bogged down in pulling your hair out about finances or about what am I going to do about sales this next quarter with this new product launch? Um, and you don't have the, the background um, to, to know what to pay attention to that Andrew has, then we need people like Andrew to help us um, get that perspective because, you know, uh, I, I would guess that, you know, a lot of people think that they should be managing, you know, when they have a Facebook campaign, how many likes they get, <laughs> right? And how many, how much conversion do they get? Um, but business is bigger than that. Um, you're, you're using the Facebook dashboard. If that's, if your business is highly invested in Facebook, um, then going big, um, it is a challenge if if all of your customers are are in the Facebook, um, then you're using Facebook as your ideal prospect. But when you know who your ideal prospects are, it's very likely some of them might not even be on social media. So maybe producing the occasional email that goes out to reach those ideal prospects where they are uh, makes as much sense as having a, a compelling Facebook uh, funnel. Um, likes don't pay the bills. Whoa, that that's so true, isn't it? It's um, it's all about conversion, and and I think the reason I'm excited about this four part series that that Andrew uh, is going to share with us is because it's the it's it's not the other side of the coin. I think as as leaders, we have to accept the responsibility to lead. And if we were in a Fortune 100 company, we'd be watching the numbers. We'd be we'd be fine tuning our organization like a violin to make it play the best notes on a consistent and regular basis. And that's across the board. And and it and it acknowledges that there are many 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 different parts uh, of an organization, even when you're a solopreneur there's still many different instruments that we have to be able to play well. And um, having visibility into the key performance indicators that say, that one's doing pretty good over there. It's spot on. It's that KPI, the key performance indicator says that one's doing good. These three are doing okay, I can do better. This one, we've got to do some work on this one. We've got to bring that number up. Um, but without that visibility, without that thought process, without that dashboard, um, you know, we're throwing stuff up against the wall and hoping something sticks. It's the old deal. When I was in sales, it was the old grizzled sales executive that would gather everybody around and say, look, you guys didn't do so great the last quarter. It was like everybody was making pasta in a big bowl and you were throwing that wet noodle against the wall and hoping something stuck. That's not the way we we make progress. We have to have more, more process. We have to be more thoughtful in this next quarter to succeed as a business. And I think, you know, Andrew, um, and I'll paraphrase, paraphrase what he's saying, I think is saying, 
You can't use the wet noodle strategy. You can't think that there's a bunch of stuff that you want to do and throw it up against the wall and hope it sticks. You have to have a process uh, for, for knowing what to measure first and then measuring it on a consistent and regular basis. And, and when we do that, um, we will all accomplish more. And, and with the intention to, if there was a, a, if there was a chronology, a life cycle of, of a founder, first we work in our business and it's like we wear it like a jacket. It's, it's on us. It's like a backpack. We carry it because without us, it's not going to go anywhere, but we, we do the work, um, to build the systems, to build the reporting processes. So eventually we're working on our business and we've risen above it and our business is here and now we've risen above, risen above it so we can lead that business and reach our ideal prospects and lead the community of people, that tribe that we bring value to. And, and then when we've done that, um, it's kind of like a, a rocket, you know, from SpaceX or, or NASA that it's, it's, it's those, those big engines put so much thrust that the rocket rises and it, it, it goes up and it begins to break the gravitational pull. Here, I've got a rocket right here. And, and as it's on the launch pad, those rockets start to thrust and it struggles to break free. And that's when you're working on the business. I mean, that's when you're working in the business because you're stuck with the gravity of the business. But after a while, you break free and then you're off in the orbit and landing on the moon. And if you had the time and the money, I guess you could go all the way to Mars. And in the business paradigm, we have to have a desire to not be working in our business forever, but to break free of the gravity of our business so we can lead our business in a material way. And that's when we can have growth that goes like this um, because we can accomplish more. Um, Mr. Fraser, um, I'm going to boot you and ask you to pop back in if you can, because you're just uh, you're stuck there. We'll give Andrew a, a couple of uh, minutes to come back in. But I guess <clears throat> what I really wanted to, to, to remind everybody is that we're this is uh, session number one. Um, there are three more events that, that we'll talk about the process of assessment and analysis and making recommendations and what an implementation plan looks like. And voila, he's back. Hey, sorry about that. I'm having a little <laughs> technical difficulties, but, but I could hear you. And oh, good. You were doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it comes from hanging around with, with smart people. I guess that's really what that is. I, I credit you with, with any, any good job that I may have done. So, so, yes, so why yes. don't we wind, wind down? And, uh, and as we wind down, I'm just looking at a comment that, that Dave uh, from Down Under uh, put in there. He said, I've owned three businesses, two of them. I worked in the business. My current one, I'm working on the business. And it's going well as I step into my seventh year. Congratulations, Dave. And I think working on the business is, uh, is much, much more fun because you're not weighed down by the business because that's what happens when you're working in it. We all have to work in it, but with the intention to, to begin one day working on it. And, and that happens yes. fastest and, and with most efficacy. Yeah, no, definitely the key. The, go ahead, Andrew, please. 
Yep. <laughs> I was going to give Andrew the floor, and he he booted himself. I think. Um, well, look, uh, we're we're at about forty minutes, and that's what I committed to to this this time. Thanks everyone for uh, sticking with us here live. Um, this is an important subject. Hopefully, you'll tune in again next Friday and two Fridays after that, because this is a four part series where. Today's kind of the overview, but we will begin drilling down uh, into the process, uh, making space at the end of the session to answer questions for those uh, founders and solopreneurs and businesses that have owners that are still working in the business that want to begin working on the business. And we have the benefit of having Andrew here to help us answer those kinds of questions and provide us with um his thought leadership on the subject and in, in years of experience working both in the Fortune 100 world. Um, on board uh, Navy vessels as a, a Navy executive and uh, at, at large uh, insurance companies as, as an executive there as well. Um, we got an executive to lead us, so we should take advantage of that. Thanks for everybody listening on replay. Tune in next Friday at noon and every Friday after that for the next three Fridays to continue this conversation. And until then, uh, this is Art Jones, the principal consultant at The Art of Standing Out, where we use brand strategy, storytelling, and design thinking to help you market better so you can sell more. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Until next time. Bye.